This is the Talking and People and Technology podcast. I'm Jared Cameron, and once again here at HR Tech Fest, and I'm joined by David Gazzarotto. How are you doing, Dave? Good, mate. Still going great. Yeah, We're I know. Still... Tail end of the day. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. I've, had, I've had about 17 cups of coffee now, so I think we're uh, cranked up and raring to go. I think we might be able to might see that on this podcast. Yeah. And we're, we're... <laughs> we're joined today by uh, Danielle George from Spark. How are you doing, Danielle? I'm fabulous. I just want to know where you got those 17 cups of coffee from. Right there, next to us. Uh, it's way too close to you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, send it. Definitely. They've been serving them up all day long. <laughs> Now, Danielle, you've had best part of a day now that you've been at HR Tech, so you've had an opportunity to bit of wander around, but sort of what brings you here? You know, you've had to fly over from NZ. Tell us about what brings you to, to this conference. I guess the thing that brings us to HR Tech Fest, so we came to the first one and I skipped uh, last year's one, is from an Australia-New Zealand perspective, there's really no other kind of HR conference that actually is kind of curious and future and forward-looking. Mm. Uh, you know, it's kind of lacking on those kind of fields so we always try and get here now so really enjoyed the first one last year wasn't quite so interested but sent some of the team and and this year it was thought provoking again Mm. it's great yeah they've done a great job i think at evolving the conference too yeah and both from a content perspective but i think the um the expo itself uh i think there's a great range of vendors here too much better than the first year. I don't know whether either of you guys were here, mm. but the first yeah, year was, a... was quite small. Yeah. Uh, and you just can't get away from the vendors now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like the hound you of it, don't they? <laughs> Pesky. Yeah. You just run the gauntlet. Yeah. And, and it's a bit like that here, isn't it? You know, yeah. you've got sort of a skinny little aisle and you've yeah. got to head down between. But what they have done is hidden one of the coffee bars inside the vendor room as well. Mm. Uh, so they use that as a technique to kind of send you down there. It's motivator, right. right? Yeah. Excellent. Have you managed to get around and, and grab any swag yet? Uh, not really. I did uh, one quick one, I think the Almo stand before, yep. which just landed me with a drink bottle, which I already had one anyway. Right. But some of the team have been around and uh, now pointed me in the direction of where I need to go. Excellent. Well, we're going to, I think tomorrow, one of our um, sessions, we're going to do a bit of a swag review, which will be fun so uh, yeah. we're having some good stuff out there I guess oh there always is you, you come along to these events and there's always some good stuff to take away and yeah makes yeah. it worthwhile o- other than you know the great speakers and the vendors that, and the great conversations you get to have yeah. well from the first year I've got one of those portable chargers they're great and they? it's still my favorite swag yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so it's uh it's when you got something that actually is functional and really you know? useful yeah yeah it's hard to beat one of those Good stuff. Um, Shall we talk about some HR I technology? Say, we should, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe Danielle, tell us a bit about um, what are some of the challenges that you're facing at Spark with, you know, people and technology. I guess one of the biggest challenges, and I don't think we're unlike any other business, but because we are a telco, we constantly need to disrupt ourselves, and we've been doing that for quite some time. Uh, and so what it means is for us, what we're constantly worried about now is the future ways of working. Mm. So what does an organisation look like without a hierarchy? We've got the challenge of being uh, multiple business units. So for people who aren't familiar with what we do, we've got retail staff, call centre staff, business, but more than half of our workforce are actually technology staff. Mm. So that's a combination of kind of your more traditional hardware engineers, um, now far more progressively moving more into software dev. And it's like, how do you put the two together? That's mm. kind of our challenge. Um, and we've really... You know, our HR technology has been on the back burner for some time, but it's back uh, forefront this year. But that makes it harder. You overthink it now because yeah. <laughs> there's, you know, so many things you could do. Where do you start? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, 
with that sort of mix and dynamic of the different types of workers in your organisation, and you're starting to say that the skill set is starting to change over time, right? Yep, skill set's changing. Um, but it's not just that. So one of the things about New Zealand is we're now considered, particularly Auckland, uh, the third largest super diverse city in the world. So now, you know, even our most recent employee type survey, you know, we've got 50% of our employees who are, aren't first generation Kiwis. That's a fundamentally wow. different. Yeah. By 2020, we're predicted to have five generations in the workplace. Mm. You know, so we talk about millennials, but they're almost the has-beens now for us as we're starting to see that new talent come through who, when you're interviewing them in grads, they're no longer thinking... Uh, they've already generated their own first revenue streams. So yeah. the complexity for us as an organisation is really around people leadership. So how do you as a leader manage four generations mm. in the you know, completely different skill set mm. uh, and the tools and sophistication you need is really different. Well, are, you, are you doing some specific things at the moment to use technology to innovate in any of that space at the moment? Is there, I mean, even if it's in the consumer space, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so from a business perspective, we're innovating with technology all of the time. I think one of the biggest pieces of achievement for us, because we've just been through a significant transformation, the biggest piece for us was actually going back to the customer first. So we design everything based on the user experience. You know, three years ago, we didn't even have a CX or a UX team. Yeah. Now it's kind of right there, front and centre all the time. Uh, design thinking is our big training program that we roll out these days. Uh, we've tried agile in different ways. It's a, a constant tension between, you know, do you need the five nines from an engineering versus yeah. how do you go agile? What does that mean for your team structure? Who do you report to? Who gives me feedback? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How do I get stuff done? Yeah, and challenging the norms, you know. I, it really irritates me when, because I love technology and been in and out of technology for such a long time, when people talk about that software dev or developers are quiet and have no personality and mm. all the rest of it, and you only need to go and spend five minutes in an organisation like Pivotal Labs and realise actually you're rethinking that whole way of working. Uh, and they're rethinking Silicon Valley, which I just absolutely love. Love seeing people do new and different things. Yeah. That's interesting. So um, I guess it sounds like what Spark has gone through as an organisation has been now sort of, you know, it's driven out of what's going on with, with HR and the talent piece. It's kind of a disrupt or be disrupted. Sure and is. so it feels like you've, you've had to consciously disrupt a lot of what you do and how you do it, be it the organisational structures, be it the, you know, approaches to, to how you go about doing work. Um, tell us a bit about that journey. Sure. Well, this is the hilarious thing about being an HR tech fest because one of the first things we did was we disrupted HR first before we did the rest of the organisation. And so we were an organisation that was heavily stuck in process, too much consensus, too many bright, clever people, which meant you could debate everything and you made no decisions, mm. uh, and very process-heavy, particularly in the HR function. So what we did is we turned off every HR process and system we possibly could. So we left payroll switched on, but otherwise we pretty much took everything else. Uh, so we took out all of our performance management systems. We took out all of our online talent. Uh, we took out, we, you know, we had success factors implemented at the time. So when we kicked out performance management, it was before it was trendy. Uh, <laughs> you know, but we had... First mover advantage. <laughs> yeah. But what we had was, you know, 
99% completion rate of online goal setting and KPIs, um, great user adoption, but we'd been declining as a business year on year for 10 years. So it wasn't working. Tools weren't fit for purpose. So you can have the best technology and the Mm. best tools in the world, but you've got to figure out what it is you're trying to solve for. Yeah. Uh, and, and what we needed to break was the fact that we had an organisation that could adopt and absolutely manipulate and manage any process. Yeah. Uh, and we took everything back to a conversation and a monthly one-on-one. That's right. Are you seeing, starting to see benefits of that? Are you, is that having an effect of turning around the year-on-year decline? Yeah, so we returned to growth last year. So that was the first time that uh, we had seen revenue growth for a number of years. So uh, when we started our transformation, we achieved our growth purely by reducing our cost line. Yeah. But now we've actually got market growth. So innovation, our customers are happier. So we've achieved it in every, uh, every key measure that we were looking for. Right, that's really positive. We've Amazing. gone from being an employer that no one wanted to go and work for to people actually looking to want to come and actively yeah. seek out us. Did that, I know the rebrand, um, did, did the rebrand actually time with all of this? In the middle of a, our turnaround. Right, so you're <laughs> embarking on this. Yeah, so we uh, kicked off on turnaround in February 2013 uh, yep. and we bra- rebranded 7th of August 2014. Yep. So for those listening who perhaps aren't intimate with the New Zealand market as such. Um, you were Telecom New Zealand, right? Yeah, we, we, were, Spark. we were Telecom New Zealand. We also did something really interesting. So for anyone who's kind of thinking about agile and those kind of things, we experimented first. We actually leaked to the market three months ahead of what we were doing mm. to let them know that we were changing name. And so they were very vitriolic mm. uh, and hated it and thought we were all insane and crazy. Um, but we're absolutely focused on becoming New Zealand's most loved brand. Yeah. So did that make that rebrand, did that help to drive, I guess, you know, things like employer brand? You had an opportunity to reshape what that looked like as well? Yeah. Your listeners can't see me nodding, but absolutely. It was <laughs> okay. a, a phenomenal part of it because what it, what it enabled us was to kind of draw a line in the sand between old and new. Mm. Um, it gave our people something to kind of hold on to. So much of our transformation was about creating that vision and strategy and making it yeah. clear, um, but that actually everyone could kind of get behind something new, something to stand behind. Uh, and it has really, really paid off for us. You know, there are people that can't even remember that we were telecom. Yeah, that's it, amazing. I mean, you know, it's only that's a couple phenomenal. of years ago, which yeah. is just absolutely nuts. But there are just so many people that go, who? You were what? Yeah, yeah. that's unbelievable. I mean, that blows my mind as a Kiwi. I can't even, I can't fathom that concept where somebody would not be able to remember the heritage of it. So that's a that's a pretty strong success story, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I've got a little um, bit of a sideways one here, but you, you've thrown out your, your performance management system. Did you throw the data out? We threw... Uh, so that's an interesting question. So yeah. I still have the old I'm, data. I'm leading to a follow-up question too, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I have the old data. Um, what I don't have now is we don't track uh, the performance data as such moving forward. So yeah. we have some metrics that we can use. Um, but So this is the thing and the challenge now is we're starting to think about turning some of our technology back on you know, it's a much harder decision mm. because we've made things work really well 
and it's so so when do you turn it on? How do you yeah. turn it on? And where do you start? And, and how, you're gonna have to re-optimize it. You know, you'll have to re-look at the tech that you've got and go. Actually, is this set up to work the way that we want to work? And you know? it's so not. But what is the question that you're asking? You know, we're, we're in the middle of doing it now. So we've been running our annual salary review now for three years via spreadsheet. Now, this is the hilarious thing. Never in all my years in HR have I received letters, emails, uh, and prezi cards and thank yous from managers and people thanking us for the change in process. How crazy is that? It's amazing. You go back to a simple Excel spreadsheet, uh, and now our managers love it. So instead of this taking so much of their time, we've... You know, we've been driven to simplicity. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I love that. We talk about this. Jared and I have tossed this around quite a bit on the podcasts. Um, uh, this vendors are ra- having this race to complexity, yeah. more feature function. Yet, what we need is this race, race to simplicity. simplicity. It, mm. I just, I will never. If you'd asked me, for, if you guys had interviewed me four or five years ago, uh, there are some things I held dear to my heart that I fundamentally disagree with now, and I'd never go back. Yeah. I, like, I just do not That's believe right. in an HR shared service. Um, and yet yep. five years ago, yeah, that's the way you do it. Now yeah. I sit there and debate with people around, really, what are you trying to achieve? Who's got the power here? Who's leading your business? If you yeah. believe that managers are the number one impact of employee performance... By doing a shared service, you're taking that all away. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's yep. And then we just start investing in tools for HR rather than tools for the organisation when yeah. we put the tech piece in. Yeah. And tools yeah. for the people. Also, it gives, the, it gives managers an opportunity to not perhaps fulfil their job to their full capacity. That's exactly you what know? it does. It gives yeah. them an out. It gives yeah. them an out. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And, exactly. and you want them to have the hard conversation. You want them to lead it, be the face of it. And, oh, I can see where your head's at with that. Yeah. There's nowhere to hide and nowhere to run. Yeah. So presumably, if I was to ask you to dig out an old performance review from, say, I don't know, 10, maybe 12 years ago. <laughs> Where are you uh, going with this? Name, Jared B. Cameron. Do you know what you'd find? You would find a beautifully written key result area document with yeah. amazing scores on it. I have That's no doubt seen. about that, Jack, because you would have written that. It would have been a self-assessment. I probably wrote it myself. What about your yeah. manager's assessment? Well, you see, this is the interesting thing. I actually know his old manager. Exactly. Right. So we could connect you. Yeah. Ah, I've actually, I've actually Too late co- now. I've already I've actually, um, I've actually got a copy of it just here on my phone if you'd like to have a read. <laughs> and, you know, and you know I'm not joking. I know. This is a sad thing. <laughs> Tragic thing. Oh, what a hoot. Danielle, we've, we've run out of time. How'd that happen? <laughs> so we've had a great chat. Look, we've talked about all sorts of interesting things. It's great to have you over here. It's good to have some uh, some Kiwi companies and representation here. Oh, it's just really, you know, it's really good to get the perspective of a leader, an HR leader, on what, what they're doing. We, we, you know, these conferences, we get so much of the vendor yeah, speak. too and much vendor of the vendor speak. So I really appreciate you taking the time My out. pleasure. And those vendors were chatting you up quite well before. Yeah, I know, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. not even a like prospect for them. I'm just an influencer yeah, of exactly. some description. He's just some dude that talks <laughs> on some podcast. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Thanks, Thanks guys. Danielle. Thanks, Danielle. Appreciate it. Until next time. See you. Cheers.